0: All of this is my fault. The FBC gaining ground. Adriel freed. I need to make this right. And will Ava succeed or will Adriel prevail? This sends so many questions to answer. Not sure where to begin, so we'll just start with hello and welcome to another episode of the Forever Fangirls podcast. I am Sheila Amato, and you can find me and my wife on our website at foreverfangirls.com.
1: And I am Kimberly Amato, and you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at ForeverFanPod. Same handle, all three socials, where we're going to be the most active. We are your hosts, and we're glad you can join us. Initially, if we're being very honest, we were going to save our Warrior Nun Season 2 thoughts for our fo- our podcast. ha <laughs> Our podcast. I'm making up new words while I go. I'm so sorry. It's all good. Uh, With our podcast with Kevin Batchelder called uh, Into the Halo. However, we felt considering recent things that have occurred, it was necessary to talk about it because of Netflix.
0: Yeah. And so this won't be as in-depth as it would have been on Into the Halo. But that said, our standard spoiler warning applies here, because if you have not seen season two of Warrior Nun, uh, you will be spoiled. So please pause us, watch the eight episodes, and then come back to listen to our discussion. Why is it this one, not the other one? Because after
1: what Netflix did, I feel like we're in the Upside Down. Uh,
0: Oh, goodness. Okay. Um, so this is our first episode of 2023. Yay! Um, we hope that everyone had a wonderful holiday season with family and friends. Um, and we have a great lineup for you this coming year. And we are grateful to have you continue to ride on with us.
1: And um, there's going to be a lot of special things coming. I know my wife mentioned there's a lot of things coming on the docket. But uh, please just tune in because there's going to be a lot of different things uh, happening. Because it might be a special year as far as episode wise,
0: mm, okay. Teasing. You, you want to you tease that more? Or are you good? Teasing.
1: Oh, you want to tease it more? No. Tease, tease, tease.
0: <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> since we have a lot to discuss, uh, we're going to just go ahead and delve into Warrior Nun Season 2.
1: I'm just going to do the summary straight from. No, <clears throat> Alongside New Allies, Ava and the Sisters of the Order band together, and set out to take down a false prophet, hell-bent on world domination. Why do you always whisper? I didn't whisper, I just spoke. You were
0: whispering, but anyway. So there's no short summary <laughs> to encapsulate all eight episodes, and I can't like just talk here and do a monologue. So basically what happened is the sisters had to retreat from Adriel's attack at the Vatican, and now they're scattered all over Europe. Avatrice is real. Yay! Um, <laughs> wow. Um, okay, and then we also learn about the backstory of not only Mother Superior, but we also learn Michael's fate. Um, a little bit of the background from Adriel's uh, storyline as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also find out, you know, which side the Tarasks are on. They're on Rhea's side.
1: <laughs> Every time I hear Ray, I'm like Ryan, the Last Dragon. No, it's Ray. No, it's Raya. Um,
0: and let's see, Father Vincent switch, switches sides again. Uh, Pope Duretti is killed. Eek! Mm. Um, and the season as a whole ends on a cliffhanger where Ava is sent to Raya's realm, and Beatrice leaves the order.
1: <gasps> what? And, and and they admit they love each other. Oh. And you know what we should, we should have heard? There's always more. But you know what we didn't hear? There's always more.
0: With that, shall we start talking about the good first before you go into
1: the bad? (gasps) Ava and and Beatrice are truly adorable on screen together. Oh my God, they're just so cute.
0: Like the the longing looks and then the jealous stares and the... the
1: Beatrice drunk and the dancing and and Ava just watching. Just like letting her be free. It's the... Helping her. The innocence, right? It's that that innocence of realizing you have feelings for someone. The innocence of Beatrice experiencing things that she had not experienced. Yeah, like getting drunk. And it kind of was paralleling season one with Ava, who had been living and doing all the things that Ava could never do because... She, she was trapped in, in the yeah. hospital bed. And so it, it was an interesting parallel, and, and seeing them come together was so full circle.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just, ugh. And the, so the, the fact that they were trying, at least from Beatrice, it, it seemed like more, that she was trying to fight against her feelings, but mm-hmm. it just, she, she just, she couldn't.
1: Yeah, she even, I believe, when they first kissed us, we can't. And mm. he was like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Look you, uh, you can't you can't help who you love. Yes. Okay, so
0: speaking of sister Beatrice. Yes, what about her? She it? is still bad. Oh, I a-
1: caught you, you properly you that did. time. You did. Oh, look at that. Um, she is. Oh my gosh! I, when the when the, po- uh, the the pole she was fighting with mm-hmm. and like slams it to the ground, just collapses. I was like, ooh. I know. When
0: she pulls her her chainmail over her face, it just gives me the chills. Like, did you Oh, notice, here we go.
1: But did you notice Ava had the a similar one, but it was solid.
0: It was well. Her eyes are are open.
1: Yes, but it was just. I yeah. was like, "Oh, look! They have matching chainmail." <laughs> It was adorable. <laughs> it was, but I agree um, with you. Beatrice showed another level of fighting skills, and the, in the emotion behind like the fighting, especially when Ava was injured. Yeah. Um, there's there's a lot more depth to it in the second season, and there's less build up because we've already gotten the foundation of season right. one, so we kind of just go right into it. Right, and the thing that makes it a
0: little bit more um, compelling for me mm-hmm. is that. Beatrice, even though she was still bad, she was more vulnerable in a way, yeah, because of how you know she's exploring all of these possibilities with Ava. That's that's so new to her, right? And so it's just that she still can fall back on her skills, but then there's this part of her that, if she's not careful, can get really hurt. So it's it's that 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 dichotomy. Not dichotomy, but the 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 struggle within mm-hmm. her, and it just oh, it just endears her more to
1: me. It's it's also fascinating to think about when they became part of the order. They understood their role. Mm-hmm. They understood that they die. Mm-hmm. Camilla even says the warrior nun dies. Mm-hmm. So there's this understanding of. You love your sisters, but you know they're going to die. Yeah. And so in a sense, in, at least for me, I would you can love someone, but you put up walls and protect yourself a little bit because you're expecting something. So you protect your heart and you almost I don't want to say become cold, but you know how you know what I mean. Yeah.
0: But you know, like you said earlier, you love who you love and you can't
1: you, yeah. you can't help that. But my point is when Beatrice starts opening herself up more and allowing herself to feel beyond the walls she's put in place. Mm-hmm. There is that that vulnerability and that fear of loss, and her fighting feels more emotional. Yes, and it's the, the choreography. Oh yeah, also feels like it changes a little to showcase that. Yes, and it's a very interesting switch, and that was a very in, in my humble opinion, that was very well done.
0: Yeah. And that line that Camilla utters that it's easy to fall in love with the warrior nun, but it's hard to love the warrior nun. Yeah. And it just, that's like the underlying theme throughout the eight episodes of the season.
1: And that really is a guideline for life. It's really hard to truly love someone. It's easy to fall in love with them, mm-hmm. but to love them long term. That's through hard. sickness and health and, and struggles and ups and downs, it is hard. It takes work. Yeah. It takes compromise. And yeah, you know, we've in the twenty almost twenty one
0: years that we've been together. Almost
1: twenty two. Almost twenty two? Almost twenty two. Oh. Twenty two wow. years together in March. Okay. My math is off. Um, I got it right. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Just
0: pointing that out. There we had to come to a lot of compromises. Yeah. But we, I don't regret any of them. Exactly. That's what I was going to say is that, you know, it was necessary for us to grow and move forward.
1: My interest, if there is a season three on some other, considering we're talking about Ava and, and Beatrice, if it does get picked up by somebody else, I would be interested to see what happens to Ava on the other side of the portal because going into Miguel, Miguel is Michael. Mm hmm.
0: So that was a knock on the head for me because I did not see that coming. You saw
1: that a mile away. I, yeah, the first episode, I'm like, Miguel is Michael in Spanish. Is that Michael? <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I was like, really stop. I'm I'm trying to watch here. And so, then it turns out to be yes, it is Michael.
1: I I kind of was like, he shows up. He all of a sudden he's part of the resistance. We don't know how long he's technically been back though. I don't think. I don't remember. Mm, no. So I mean, I wonder how long he been back. How you know time is different over there. What happens? Mm-hmm. So. Will Ava be different? Would Ava be different, older? You know, would, I don't think, I mean, distance makes a heart but, you know, I'm interested to see yeah. how that would work, because which would have been time. great if Netflix renewed it for season three. <laughs> but, but you know wait, what I'm going to you know say what? to all of that? Put a pin. <laughs> in it. Yes, exactly. Okay. So going in, into Michael, like we said, uh, Miguel is Michael. Mm-hmm. And so he came he, back through the portal because Raya sent him back. Not right. Raya, Raya. Raya. And
0: Raya. he's supposed to be the, the the thing that destroys Adriel.
1: Well, he was packed full of divinium.
0: Yes. To because, basically
1: be a bomb. Yeah. So Ava would die. Ava would die because and so Ava Adriel. is the... Um, the uh, lighter. The detonator. Right? Oh, I, was, I was thinking she's lighting... Yeah, you are right. I know, but I was like, "Oh, yeah, you are right." <laughs> but um, uh, but to me, you know,
0: it it parallels, it, it, you know, going back to like um, religious uh, imagery here. It goes back to um, parallels, maybe Archangel Michael, you know, who is charged with helping the church's armies against uh, the attacks of the devil, and so here, you know, we we think of Adriel as the devil, right? Mm-hmm. the devil figure. So in it's it's kind of cool that they've made that parallel here.
1: That is cool. But by that parallel, Rhea was is god. is god. Yeah.
0: Well, we've always joked but that god is really Adriel a
1: woman. did say you don't know who Rhea really is. Mm. You don't know what's behind that portal. And Lilith also mentions there is a holy war coming. Oh, I that, that we one. won't see because of Netflix.
0: Oh my goodness. Okay, we're still in the good. But going, K- in,
1: we're keeping to the good. One of my things, if you've listened to Into the Halo, I am very much into Lilith. I love the the tragic hero mm-hmm. character. I always have seeing Lilith getting lost and deviating from the path of you know, the warrior nun path, you know, the order and trying to figure out who she is. And she's so lost that she ends up going to Adriel for, for answers yep. and ends up somewhat fighting for the wrong side. And in a sense, it shows her fallibility and her flaws and her vulnerability because she's so desperate to understand what's happening to her. Yeah. I mean, and it's it and scary. shows. Yeah. And it shows in what's happening to her skin. Yeah.
0: You know, she's getting all of these powers, but then she's like, okay, I am transforming right before my eyes. What the heck is going on here? Yeah. You know, it's not normal for this realm, anyway. No. So, yeah, I I totally understand why she would go to to the only source who would know an inkling about what's going on.
1: Yeah, it's not like uh, Lilith knew Rhea was available for consultations. <laughs> right. But beyond... Um... Lilith, who ends up being manipulated and used, which we you you could see coming, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make it any less painful to see. Yeah, Sister Camilla, I think she's hysterical.
0: She's the epitome of perseverance because she was infected with Davinium, which is what caused Adriel to be able to basically speak to her and try to control her, mm-hmm. and so she's trying to. She's still trying to do the good thing. She's she's struggling with this, whatever's happening to her. And then she figures out, you know what? If he's trying to do this to me, this can be a two-way street. I can use it against him too. And, and that's that, what happened. That
1: was a freaky moment though, when they realized the divinium was, was, I believe it was in her neck, right? It was in her neck, yeah. But just the idea that he could do that, mm-hmm. that someone could control you like that.
0: Well, he has tendrils all over and and yeah, followers she, all over. You know,
1: we don't. I don't believe we see when this happened.
0: She figured out when it was at the very beginning when they were still they were still at the convent uh-huh. and one of the sisters you know just
1: touched her neck. Oh, that's right. It was like a pinprick. Yes, it's very interesting the parallels between what can happen in real life and what can happen in the show, and that's what makes a good show. Yeah, in in my opinion.
0: It's plausible.
1: Yeah. And it's very plausible that someone can do things and get in your head with Mm -hmm. a statement and you obsess over it. Mm -hmm. But you're right. Her perseverance and her strength to turn it around on him and say, look, you know, if you're going to do this to me and you're going to get in my head, I can distract you by getting into your head and annoying the crap out of you. Yeah. Because we all know when there's something, when you have that earworm of a song in your head and you're trying to get (laughs) rid of it, we all know how annoying (laughs) that can be. And I could just see Camilla singing baby shark oh to her my heart's God. content. That is Adriel's so funny.
0: <laughs> I was about to say, baby.
1: Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna move right along. It's already there. We're now I'm gonna be singing that later. We're gonna move right along to uh one of the themes that I feel Warrior Nun, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Winona Earp, uh, three shows to be uh are great examples of, is the found family Mm -hmm. ideal. Yeah, Um, It was very much a rocky start at the beginning when Ava comes in because Ava is this outsider who is the chosen one who, like the uh, protagonists of the other shows, don't actually want to accept that they are Mm -hmm. who they are. The reluctant hero. The reluctant hero, yes. Um, But it's seeing this season when Mother Superior almost looks at them because they are all that's left. After this coordinated attack Mm -hmm. throughout the globe it is a beautiful thing to see Mother Superior kind of step up like the motherly role and and show the love she has for her sisters. Right. Um, And when she is killed, seeing Ava hug her and hold her, and there is an acceptance there that both of them are flawed, but they still love each other. And the fact that, you know, Ava was just
0: devastated when... Mother Superior did die. Yeah, in trying to protect the other sisters of the order, and then the Halo like finally maybe forgave Mother Superior for her hubris way back when, maybe. right? And actually, the power of the Halo uh, healed her so that she would live again, mm-hmm. come back to life. And it, I thought that was fascinating.
1: It was a beautiful right?
0: scene because now it's it. And using your words here it's come full circle where Mother Superior had to learn her lesson why you know she she did not trust her team she did not trust anybody else she took on the burden of being the warrior nun and handling everything on her own which caused someone else on the team to die and that's why the Halo rejected her you know it's it's a fascinating backstory that we finally got yeah and but
1: also and I'm sorry to cut you off Ava blames herself for getting all of these warrior nuns killed because she released Adriel, but the Halo didn't reject her.
0: No, because it's not that she was doing it, you know, for... Well, I'm saying,
1: I agree with you. Yeah. I'm saying there was no hubris there. Yeah.
0: And, you know, speaking of forgiveness here, Father Vincent... Mm -hmm as i mentioned in in the summary earlier you know he he was still at the beginning of the series he was still fighting for adriel but you could see that he was doubting you know where the choices that he made um and he's suddenly you know towards the middle and end of the series he's coming back but then understandably the sisters are hesitant to trust him again. People make mistakes. Yeah, but this was a very It was a very big, big mistake. mistake.
1: But, you know, he stopped people from getting hurt at the end of season 1. Mm. But I think a lot of people and again, parallel to current society, are led down a, le- a line of misinformation, false promises. And then when they realize the damage it's causing, they then want to turn around and try to stop it. Mm -hmm. You know, people make mistakes. And I like Ava basically saying, look, I don't trust you, but we have to work together. So we're going to learn. We're going to work through it. Mm -hmm. You're going to prove to me that you have changed because you're going to help us. The second chances, I think, was very important. And it's throughout the season for a lot of characters. You know, Ava getting her second chance because of falling in love for real, a second chance at life with the halo. Mm -hmm. Lilith, A second chance at life and this new form. What is she? You know, she's basically a warrior nun without a halo. Yes. If you think of how powerful she is. Camilla standing up. Second chance at, you know, fighting back and not losing herself to Adriel. Mother Superior. I mean, I can go down every single character. Mm -hmm. That's what we need to do in life. When people meet their mistakes and they understand what they are, we need to give them a second chance.
0: Agreed. Assuming that they've really learned their lesson and they're just not paying lip service to it.
1: Yes, not performative. I get that. But I I liked the season showing that. Mm. Um, What you said kind of triggered something
0: um, in my mind, and that's about charisma and Adriel, right? Because he was so charismatic. He led... There were um, false narratives there that he was able to run with and that it was very hard for people to not notice that because he was very charismatic.
1: Yeah, he would start the plague and then solve the plague. Mm-hmm. So, how do you how do you stop something when all you're seeing is the pain and then you're seeing somebody who actually looks like the pictures in your churches mm-hmm. walking on water and fixing what he caused. Right. So, you don't see who caused it, you're seeing who's fixing it. So, of course you're going to get attached to that just like in modern day. We, we don't see the problem that's being created by specific people in society politics that I don't want to get into. Mm-hmm. We're seeing how they're, quote-unquote, fixing it, even though they're not fixing it for us, they're fixing it for their personal gain. Right,
0: because they have a different agenda.
1: Yeah, so agendas and narratives are very clear in this season. Mm-hmm. Okay, so any other good that we should discuss? It really is an excellent season. It is one of the best tightly packed, fascinating, interesting, well done, well acted, well written, well edited. I'm going to harp on it again as I did in Into the Halo and as I've done in the season one episode we did in Forever Fangirls. The cinematography, the landscapes. God, this season was good. Yes, It was was. so good.
0: It was very good. It was very good. Oh, okay. So um, we shall dive into the bad now. And before you go on your rant,
1: I wasn't going to (laughs) rant. I I was going to speak in a specific pace and manner. Okay. Um,
0: But let me get this in before you you start whatever that is. And say that the bad for me was that Shotgun Mary is dead. And I'm like,
1: no. And from what I've read, I believe the actress had to leave for personal reasons. Yeah
0: and that's fine right but the in the in the story itself
1: it left a it left a big hole i don't like that chocolate on mary was gone i love the character mm-hmm. but indirectly i found that to be beneficial for the story because the guilt yeah the weighing down of all of them when they're all messaging through the cross mm-hmm. and they're all just bawling crying because shotgun Mary was the, the strength and the power of season one, even though you had Ava and sister Beatrice and all of shotgun Mary was in your face going, we are going to do this. Yeah. Period. And she was the leader, the strong one. And now she's gone and they have to come together and find a way to move on. Yeah. And accept that she's not there, but she's there with them in spirit. And that to me was a continuity throughout the series that I don't think you can have if that character is there, not as strong.
0: And, and that's, that's true, and I agree with that. I just like the, the character so much that I didn't want to see the character go.
1: I am glad they didn't recast, though, because I think that would have done I a disservice. Correct.
0: I would not have liked that solution. Yeah, um, I agree with you that it's, it's better that it was this way. I still don't like the fact that she is—the character is dead. Am I ready? No, I, okay. I I'm are, free and clear to go.
1: <laughs> are you ready? Uh, go ahead. All right, I'm just going to try to uh, run through some bullet points. I will link what I have found in the show notes page, mm-hmm. and I'm going to try my best not to rant and rave against the idiotic machine that is Netflix. Yes, I said idiotic machine that is Netflix because I have no understanding of how the hell they do things and I'm done trying. Warrior Nun, none, Rotten Tomato score of 100% from critics, 99% from the audience. Forbes wrote, Season 2 had Netflix's highest audience scores ever. Parrot Analytics, Warrior Nun is outstanding with a 28.9 times the demand of the average TV series in the United States in the last 30 days. As of this recording, it may have changed. TV Guideless, Warrior Nun is a recently canceled show that should be saved right along with, oh wait, another Netflix show, Fate, the Wing Saga.
0: Um, yeah, in addition to that, just a few days ago, sorry to cut you off, but Netflix canceled another really good series that we started watching, 1899. And it was number one on Netflix's um, release. Top like, ten, top ten after just three days. Yeah, right. So, it, it, it. I don't know. This must be a theme because it features a lot of the the good that Warren on has, as well as a same sex male couple.
1: So I don't know. Maybe that's the theme. And then we can just start going back to first kill. Mm.
0: I, I hate the feeling of watching something and then going, oh my God, I just wasted, you know, an hour of my life that I'll never get back or two hours of my life that I'll never get back in Netflix's case, eight hours. And so and you don't know, right. Like they
1: want you to keep watching it. And they're like, we've got all this. Am-. All right. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to cut you off for one second and say this fate, the wink saga and warrior nun season two, none of them were promoted. None that I could see. I didn't see heavy, heavy promotion for Warrior on season two at all. I didn't even know Fate the Wing Socket season two even came out until all of a sudden I logged into Netflix one day and it was like, by the way, it launched. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. It's like they knew they were going to cancel it before they released it. And I got the same vibes from First Kill. Mm. So what are we talking about here? We continuously go into... They need to promote, they need to keep seasons. Like uh, Warrior Nun was shrunk down from 10 episodes to eight. So were they just going through the motions and their obligations and saying, you know, it? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I know every time they cancel a show that has very high ratings and a very strong fan base, they immediately get a lot of cancel Netflix trending. And it does have effect. Mm -hmm. People are canceling it. They also based, you know, a lot of people I know... They will wait till a show comes out, like Stranger Things season five. They will renew it for that month. They'll watch it and then they'll cancel it again.
0: Yeah. And because that's it's not- a it's a binge model. Right. But that's not a good business model at all.
1: We've seen it with Disney Plus and Andor and WandaVision and all of their successful series. They release one episode a week. Mm -hmm. And people have the time to go online and social media and marketing and everything else has a time to bolster it. So it even builds much more of an audience. Of course. Which is what Netflix should be doing. And again, that's where I get upset with First Kill is because they were posting all of this stuff to try to promote it to get you to watch it more, and they knew, in my opinion, they knew they were going to cancel it. So why were you doing that? Why were you baiting us?
0: Mm. So well, that's why I think that... It, I, I have to find that article again, but I read somewhere that, you know, it is the cancel your gay trope
1: now. A lot of people it's, are saying it it's went from bury your gays to marry your gays to cancel your gays. I'm just so angry... That I don't know where to be angry. Mm. Well,
0: it's very it for me anyway. It's very disconcerting that most of the shows that are getting canceled do have these, you know, developing or developed same sex couples already, and so that that makes
1: that makes me angry because I it, still, it's a problem. I, I mean, want to
0: see representation.
1: Lightyear, it had an openly gay uh, relationship, and countries banned it. Yeah. So is is that why Netflix is getting rid of them because they can't play in other countries and they're banned?
0: And that's a thing, right? You want to see and watch stories
1: that resonate with you. Yeah. And if they're not real, you're going to you're going to cancel Netflix. Yeah. Here's the bottom line for me. You cannot, in my opinion, keep making a one and done series. You cannot, in my opinion, keep pushing new content for us to enjoy, get in, involved in and Connected to just to cancel it later because it didn't live up to your magical numbers that seem as real as a unicorn running through Times Square to ring in the new year. If you want subscribers to continue to pay you up to almost $20 a month, you have to put out the quality. You need to support those shows. You can't just go, oh hell, oh, ding ding. There's your little notification alarm. You got the new season. No. You need to have your social media actually releasing information and pushing it. I didn't see any of that. I shouldn't see the, the cast and crew doing more for promotion than you when you are the owner of the product. You want sign-ups, but word of mouth for a great show is the best marketing you could ever ask for. Not the, quote, oh, don't bother, everything gets canceled, end quote, narrative, because that is how I currently feel. It would be great to actually look at what you have and go, hey, our audience really loved Warrior None. The critics really love Warrior None. The budget's a little too much for us. So we need to talk to the creators and see what we can do to reel it in. If they're smart, they do a two-hour movie to finish everything, like they did with sense
0: Yeah. Well, we shall see, hopefully. Um, and with that, I think we should just move on to the cute.
1: Yeah, I'm going to apologize. That was like five minutes of me ranting. <laughs> So you admit you were ranting I, at the end, I kind of was uh, I, don't, I don't I don't like it i don't no, I understand it's frustrating. yeah, it's very frustrating, so let's just 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 jump into the cute
0: um well, for me, all of the scenes involving Ava and Beatrice you're cheating.
1: I am cheating. <laughs> I fully admit that It is definitely adorable <laughs> I still every time I think of them, I do think of that dancing scene with like Beatrice really tipsy just bouncing around and dancing with her hair down because she's never been
0: drunk
1: yeah and Ava just staring and I I, obviously she's admiring Mm. but it's also this realization comes over her of like wow look at how beautiful she is look at how lovely she is look at how wonderful she is Mm -hmm. it goes beyond that there was a deeper connection so you have the innocence and the the realization and the wake up call, yeah, oh, and
0: all of the shared experiences that they've had. You know, they're really close. They're training, right? But they're they're also learning about each other and about life in
1: general. And it's just oh, the fact that she's like the manager, real quick. Well, she's Beatrice, Beatrice. yeah. <laughs> um, for me, one of the cute things, and I'm going to cheat a little bit because you cheated, so I'm allowed to cheat. Mm. It's Camilla mm. throughout the entire season again. Like season one, it's like with or like the, little with the, one-liners. Yeah, but like season one, with the machine gun shooting at the ceiling, going, "I hope I, I got that right."
0: That message, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah.
1: this time, when she shoots a dart, and I don't remember the other uh, nun's name, goes to the floor, and Mother Superior like, like, "Camilla," she's like, "What?" <laughs> I thought you were done. You know, she won't know where you're going. Um. Okay. So any other cute the entire season has a lot of moments of adorable mixed in with serious, mm-hmm. And it's it's really, I think we'd have to save that for Into the Halo.
0: Okay. Not a problem. So I guess uh, that concludes our discussion of Warrior Nun Season 2, eh? Yep. Okay. So it is time for our Forever Fangirls rating. Drum roll, please. We rate Warrior Nun Season 2 five stars. Yeah. Yay! Yay! And we agree on this rating.
1: Is this going to be a rant again? No, 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 no,
0: no, no. You sure?
1: Yes. Oh, I'm, okay. just gonna, I'm just going to say my closing. Okay. I'm disappointed, but I'm not surprised by the lack of transparency, support, and communication coming from a corporation. This is a well-regarded show with a solid fan base, interesting stories, talented cast and crew, and it would have been much, much more with a little bit of backing. Instead, we're given a superior product that we as fans cherish, relish, and desire on what I feel has become an inferior service provider. I'm not sure if Netflix has provisions in their contracts stipulating that there's a no-compete clause, so you cannot take, say, one of their original series and try to pitch it to another streaming series. Uh, I'm not sure. There probably is. But I hope that if they keep Canceling shows as quickly as they are, even if they are supported by fans and views, that they would allow those shows to find a home elsewhere. I don't think it's going to happen. But I really, truly do want to see Warrior Nun finding another home so that we can finish the story properly.
0: I couldn't agree more. I, too, am very disappointed that Netflix is not going to bring the show back for a third season. Its characters are so rich and there's so much more story to tell. I, I, I really want to see if Ava and Beatrice find each other again. And, you know, what's the fate of the warrior nun now that the halo's back in its home realm, right? I mean, what will happen to the Order? To Father Vincent? Still, there's just so many, so many unanswered questions. There's always Maybe more.
1: I, I want
0: there to be always more.
1: And on that down note... That is going to be our show for today, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. Were there any key points that we missed that we should have discussed? Uh, if there are, we may be covering them on our other podcast, Into the Halo with Kevin Batchelder. If you want to leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com forward slash Podcast, recommending anything or any comments, we would love to hear from you. And if you're listening to this on your smartphone, just be sure to hit the little subscribe button so you don't miss a future episode.
0: And until next time, stay
1: safe. Be kind and remember, as Sister Beatrice
0: said, there's always more. In this case, there should be. We are looking forward to hearing more about the future series, hopefully, in this life and not the next.